0: got Game for sale, I got game for sale I got game for sale, I got game for sale Gotta reach to be the one on top No team like the one I got You're now live with the one block shop. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We're back for another episode of the OBS Game for Sale podcast. We're still in the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. We're gonna dive right back in, man. Like I said, we're combating resistance right now. These are some lifelong lessons. The only reason that I'm diving into this, but the only reason I'll ever dive into a book on this podcast is because I know it's going to bring value to you, like it brought value to me. This book helped change my life. I'm hoping it'll help do yours. Thank you for still tuning in. Thank you for all the feedback. We're gonna keep on knocking this shit out. I do have some other stories. I do have some other lessons going out um right now during the time I'm covering this on my podcast. Follow me on Instagram at one block shop to, to uh to stay tuned in. And follow me on Instagram at Superwave as well. We like we, we dropping knowledge all, all year. So yeah. Right back in, man. We're on page 78 of 159. We're halfway through the book. Um, so I'm chopping this up into smaller episodes, but we finna knock this stuff out. So a professional is patient. A professional is perfect. A pr- professional is patient. Nipsey Hussle has been telling us for a long time it's a marathon. But people don't understand what he means. What he means is, and like I said, what Stephen Pressfield talks about in the book is it takes time to do what we need to do. It takes time to develop our craft. It takes time to pretty much do everything within business. Like it took me a long time to learn how to make a website and then learn how to get it to sell. It took me a long time to learn my embroidery machines. It took me a it took me a long time to learn a lot of things. But what happens to us is as as when we're when we're still amateurs. We act on motivation, we act on emotions, and that emotion wears off. We don't attack things with a professional standpoint, knowing that life is a marathon, knowing that this business is going to be a marathon, so that the goal just needs to be to get a little bit of it done every single day. So I'm going to dive into the book and see what he has to say about it. But um, resistance outwits the amateur with the oldest trick in the book. It It uses his own enthusiasm against him. Resistance gets us to plunge into a project with, oh, with an overambitious and unrealistic timetable for its completion. It knows we can't sustain that level of its intensity. We will hit the wall. We will crash. The professional, on the other hand, understands delayed gratification. He is the ant, not the grasshopper. The tortoise, not the hare. Have you heard the legend of Sylvester Stallone staying a three night straight to churn out the screenplay for Rocky? I don't know. It may even be true, but it's the most (laughs) pernicious species of myth to set before an awakening writer because it seduces him into believing he can pull off the big score without pain and without persistence. The professional arms himself with patience, not only to give the stars time to align in his career, but to keep himself from flaming out in each individual work. He knows that any job, whether it's a novel or kitchen remodel, takes twice as long, and he thinks... Uh, it takes twice as long as he thinks and costs twice as much he accepts that he recognizes it as a reality the professional stills himself as at the start of a project reminding himself it is in a, it's a marathon not a 60 yard dash he convert he conserves his energy he prepares his mind for the long haul he sustains himself with the knowledge that if he can just keep those huskies mushing sooner or later the sled will pull it to nome patience 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 whenever you Whenever I'm lacking your patience, I just pray to God for, you know, another healthy dosing of it. Um, Professional seeks order. You can't work in no mess. Clean up your room. Clean up your work area. Organize it to be conducive to your work. Professional seeks order. He knows how important order is. Godliness is next to cleanliness. I like to invite the Holy Spirit in the room by making sure my area is clean. It has to be clean. Has to be clean. Like this is a pretty pretty minimalistic setup right here, actually. A professional demystifies. A pro views her work as craft, not art. Not because she believes art is devoid of a mystical dimension. On the contrary, she understands that all creative endeavor is holy, but she does not dwell on it. She knows if she thinks about that too much, it will paralyze her. So she concentrates on the technique. Oof. The professional masters how and leaves what and why to the God. Like I, said, I he says, guys, you know, I, I believe is, you know, one singular guy, but you know, um, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever makes you a good person. The sign of the amateur is over glorification of preoccupation with the mystery. The professional shuts up. She doesn't talk about it. She does her work. Demystifies. That's That's, that's a good one, man. Like. Um, more and more courses I take, I realize how important it is just to learn the simple techniques and the how to's of your work. Everything else, as my, one of my favorite courses right now is, um, a video editing course by Ezra Cohan. It's called Happy Editing. He preaches on it. He preaches on this thing called Happy Accidents. And basically it's just how he, he knows the tools and he knows the tools of his program of Adobe Premiere so well. He knows the keystrokes that his, his body and his brain is able to operate you know, just on autopilot because he knows where everything is. He knows where the the settings are within Premiere Pro. He knows the keyboard shortcuts. He knows how to use his mouse correctly. He knows how to do everything. The technique is there so that when it's time to create He just allows it to come together. He makes what's called happy accidents by just blending things together, by seeing what looks like, what this looks like, by putting this scene with this scene, by learning this effect with that effect, and just makes these happy accidents. A lot of our best work are going to be happy accidents. You can have more happy accidents by making sure you know all of the techniques possible. Like you have to know everything there is to know about your craft to have an happy accident. That's why professionals they master their technique. They master how it is they do it, they master their workflow. Because when you master the workflow, that gives more room for creativity. If you're always having to look up how to do something, you're, you're like you're create, like you don't have as much room for creativity in those moments. Master technique, master the workflow, master everything that is that you can master, and allow creativity to occupy your time when you're creating. <clears throat> A professional accepts no excuses, nobody cares what you're going through. Everybody has a worse story than you do. Everybody has a better story than you do. It just, just it just simply doesn't matter. Like a professional doesn't accept excuses. You don't need to perce- just don't just don't make excuses. Just do the work. Shit happens. I'm sorry. It, shit just happens. The world is fucked up. Shit happens. You know what I'm saying? That's why faith for me is everything. Because I just have to have the faith that everything's gonna be okay, even when it seems to not be okay. No excuses, guys. Yeah, this is a, the professional, <laughs> I love this one, but um, the, the amateur underestimating resistance is cunning, permits the flu to keep him from his chapters. He believes the serpent's voice in his head that says mailing off their manuscript is more important than doing the day's work. The professional has learned better. He respects resistance. He knows if he caves in today, no matter how plausible the pretext, he'll be twice as likely to cave in tomorrow. The professional knows that resistance is like a telemarketer. If you so much as say say hello, you're finished. The pro doesn't even pick up the phone. He stays at work. No excuses, guys. Like I said, I was going through transitional period. I fell off of my podcasting. I fell off of my commitment because I was doing some things. I could have done my podcast and done everything I needed to do during that time. I made an excuse and I didn't get it done. Not to face the consequence of that. I'm going to just go twice as hard this week. I'm having to make up on money. I'm having to make up on time. I'm having to get more things down to my editors. So now the editors have more to do. I have more to do. I got to edit my own stuff. So it's like no excuses. Just do the work. Just do that little bit of work. It only takes four hours a day. If you to keep up on those four hours a day, you have to make up that 16 at the missing four days. A professional plays it as it lays. The first, Basically meaning the professional works with what's given to him. The professional conducts his business in the real world. Adversity, injustice, bad bad hops, rotten calls, even good breaks or lucky bounces all comprise ground over which the campaign must be waged. The field is level. The professional understands only in heaven. So basically what he's saying is the field is only, we're, we're only equal in heaven. So that's after we die. Like you have to work with with, with what's given to you. Or you use it as an excuse. Either your, either your backstory is a reason why you didn't do something or a reason why you did something. Either, either your backstory is the reason why you fell off or it's the reason why you succeeded. You have to make that choice. You, you decide whether something's motivation or something's a crutch. It's all internal. Ultimately, if you are blessed to have good health, if you're not missing any limbs, you're not missing any arms, you know, you're not suffering from a severe disability. You have control over decisions that you can make. You have control over the things that you can do. I've seen people with disabilities work harder than me. And it, and it just like, it inspired the fuck out of me. Like I follow a guy that, um, he has severe autism, but he wakes up with his family every day and they put out a fucking cooking video. I'm like, yo, this guy is out working me right now. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? It inspires me. It makes I watch it. I'm like, yo, let me go get my shit together because I have what I have. I'm blessed to be who I am. Let me make sure that I'm working as hard as possible under the grace of God that I've been given. Play, like, play with your tools. Like somebody always has it worse than you. There's no excuses, guys. Like it's it sucks, man. A professional is prepared. I'm not talking about craft. That goes without saying. The professional is prepared at a deeper level. He is prepared each day to confront his own self sabotage. This one is huge. Like we gotta sometimes we gotta set up provisions for our bullshit. (laughs) We gotta be prepared for our own self sabotaging behavior. Yo, I got up to four hundred pounds. There's a time in my life where I was 400 pounds. I had avoided the gym that heavy. I was, I was going through a slight depression. I was self-sabotaging myself. I wasn't taking care of my body, right? So in order for me now, Chad Coleman, fast forward a couple, three, four years later, have more wisdom now. I know that, I'm not going to push myself in the gym. I know I'm not going to make myself go to the gym every day. I know that that's going to be at the end of my priorities because it has been for the past. Ever since I left college, ever since I, ever since I left college football and somebody wasn't yelling at me and telling me to do something, that part of my life, I, I don't just I didn't choose to put it back in there. So what do I do to combat that? I hired a personal trainer. I hired somebody to replace that part of so to, to 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 do that thinking for me. I understand the power of delegation. I understand my own self-sabotaging way. I understand my own behaviors. A personal trainer makes the most sense because that's what I've been used to my entire life. I didn't have personal trainers when I was in high school and college. I had coaches. But it's the same thing. I had uh we had weightlifting coaches that told us what to do, that gave us the workout. We just had to show up. As a grown man, as an adult, I had to put that back into my life to get the results that I need because I'm having to prepare myself against my own self-sabotage. Same thing with eating for me. I enjoy to eat unhealthy foods. So how do I combat that? How do I combat that self-sabotaging behavior that I've been dealing with for my entire life? Hiring a meal prepper. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, making somebody else's problem. I can just focus on this. I'm going to focus on delivering you guys content and making my shit do what I got to do. Um, another book. I'm not, I I just I'm hopping in hopping out of books, but another book by Gary Keller called "The One Thing." My favorite quote in that book is in the beginning of it. He says that Jesus had twelve disciples. You'll need fourteen. I've started dedicating my time to trying to find those fourteen people that make my life what I want it to be. That make my life what I imagine it to be. I can tell you guys, a personal trainer and a meal prepper, they're definitely two of my fourteen. I value those people in my life a lot right now. I value those people a lot. I tell them all the time, too. Like, yo, y'all are everything to me. That's why I go out of my way to make sure that they're going to be taken care of. Oh, you need content, you need some money, whatever the fuck you need, so that you can keep on doing that, so I can keep on doing this. Let's let's take care of that. When I tell y'all about providing value to other people, like, there's other things that people want. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, those are two areas in my life that I need under control. I found two people to handle that. I hired them. A professional does not show off, does not mean that a professional doesn't market himself, man. So basically, what he's saying is don't always remain humble, man. It's a biblical principle. Don't start to get too boastful about your work, man. Let your work speak for itself. Every now and then when it's time to market market yourself for more business, you do so, but you don't have to show off. Don't get that attitude. A professional dedicates himself to mastering his technique we talked about that a little bit earlier but the mastering of the technique the mastering of your workflow is what allows for the utmost creativity as a writer understand what it takes for you to write your music you know what I'm saying or write your symphony or write your book right whatever it takes whatever it takes may be master your technique even even down to mastering the environment that works best for you master that get it on paper be able to replicate it as often as possible master your technique master your tools a professional does not hesitate to ask for help oh my god <laughs> when i when i read this like i said guys a lot of a lot of that 400 pounds I was talking about earlier was because of my lack of delegation like i was too resistant on asking for help because for one i was taking a lot of pride in being able to do a lot of things on my own but as i started to scale as i started to bring on more clients as more people wanted my services I got burnt out. I was continuously always working. I've never had a problem putting in the work. There's the one thing you can say about Chad, and it's that motherfucker can work. That motherfucker works every single day. I show up to work, show up early, show up late, work late. It doesn't matter. I work harder than anybody around me. But I took too much pride in that. Business owners, professionals understand that it takes a team. It takes help. Jesus had 12 disciples. I was trying to do it all on my own now i know better now i understand hey bro i actually have a pretty hard time you know working out on my own can you can you help me with that hey i actually have a pretty hard time feeding myself healthy things can you take care of that for me he actually have a pretty hard time editing all these videos can you help me with these videos like yo that's how you get the success you you find people that can take care of that that workload off of you so you can think on what's more important for you a professional distances herself from her instrument Ooh, it's a good one though. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna actually just read this one because yeah, he 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 did this one perfect. A professional distances himself, a professional distances herself from her instrument. The pro stands at one removed from her instrument, meaning her person, her body, her voice, her talent, the physical, the mental, emotional, and psychological beings she uses in her work. She does not identify with this instrument. It is simply what God gave her, what she has to work with. She as, she assesses it coolly and personally and objectively the professional identifies with her consciousness and her will not with the matter that her consciousness and will manipulate to serve her art. Does Madonna walk around the house in cone bras and, <laughs> and come fuck me bustieres? She's too busy planning D-Day. Madonna does not identify with Madonna. Madonna uh, employs Madonna. We can all stand to benefit from stepping outside of ourselves. Like, understanding that our tools and the gifts that we're given from God were given to us as a gift and a tool to make an income, to make a living, to provide for our family, but more, most importantly, to glorify the God that we serve. So, ultimately understand that your gift is just a tool it's a means for success don't over identify it it's just a small it's just a part of you it's just a part of you You got other things to do you're also a father you're also a mother you also have all these other different things don't over identify it employ it use your gift for your benefit a professional does not take failure or success personally this was also a huge one for me too like Understanding you need to view, you need to look at failures as lessons learned, success as an, as lessons learned. Basically, if it's winning, you do it again. If it's losing, you understand not to do it again. Like a professional understands the value of, of having all of this data, of having all of these experiences and being able to use it for their benefit. So as a professional, like we can't take it in personal. We only can continue to strive for it. We only can look at our past projects as tools like like you're lucky if you if you if you're a person that's able to if you're a person that's, that's dropped 10 projects you know way more than that person that hasn't dropped any even even i don't care how long that person that hasn't dropped any has been planning his first drop you've already dropped 10 your experience you know how this shit works you feel me like you can't take anything personally he has a very long passage in this about this I actually it's, it's, it's like it's like a warrior's creed it's pretty good y'all y'all buy the book and go read that for yourself a professional endures adversity. Mm-mm. A professional self validates. I think a professional endures adversity is pretty self-explanatory, man. Like, like I say, we're all we all go through stuff. We're about to, we're about to, as a nation, go through a recession. The recession is going to affect us all negatively in some kind of way. Some kind of way. How are you going to react to that? Are you going to work harder? Or are you going to complain? Are you going to work smarter or are you going to whine about your situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, best believe in this recession, millionaires will be born. Millionaires are born in every recession. Which side of the corner are you going to be on? I'm. So you already know which side I'm trying to be on. I'm praying. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm knowing that that's the side that you're trying to be on as well. We have to endure adversity. And not only endure it, but we, have to, we have to thrive in adversity. Whew. A professional self-validates, man. This this is really important, man, especially for you guys looking to do something similar to what I'm doing, which I'm pretty sure it's all of you, because in this 2020, like we have to put ourselves out here. We're using social media. But if you're using social media, likes, comments, shares, subscribers to validate yourself, you're still an amateur. Like as a professional, you get to understand that you get to self-validate yourself. You get to understand that you're working in your calling, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. No amount of likes, shares, or comments can tell you otherwise. Only thing that only thing that analytics can tell you is what to do better, is what to pivot. Analytics are meant to be studied. They're meant to be tools not to validate your success, not to validate you and your calling and your purpose. Like we use analytics to help improve our calling and purpose. The purpose doesn't change. The delivery might change. The setting might change. The way, I, the way I schedule my content might change. The times I post might change. But I'm still that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still that person. You have to know that. You have to know that deep, deep, deep inside. You have to know that you're that person. A professional recognizes her limitations. Just like I was talking about that before, man. Like you have to recognize and be well aware of the things that you suck at. And you go delegate it to somebody else. And you pray that, you know, you have to pay them too much. (laughs) But guess what? The more value they bring, the more you you don't even care about how much it costs them because it's that valuable to you. A professional reinvents himself. This is one thing I can tell you guys. I've had zero problem doing. Like I've been doing it forever. Talked about it before in my podcast. I grew up a military brat. Every single, every about every three years, we was going to a new, a new uh, city. Uh, she, I was born in Germany. Went for, went to Maryland, and then we went to Texas. We uh, spent some time in California. We spent some time in Alabama, Georgia. Like it's just different cities, different high schools, different middle schools. I took the opportunity to reinvent myself every time as a professional. When times change, you have to change. Like I said, there's a lot of us, some of us that are a little bit older, we remember when there was life before the internet. We remember when you could have a business and not be on social media. You still can, but best believe social media is very beneficial to business owners right now. So reinventing yourself to become, to, to be able to use your new resources, to use your new assets to, to, to be better prepared for today's time is beneficial a professional is recognized by other professionals the professional the professional sisters who has served his time and who hasn't this that that one that one so real like like when you're really on your shit you don't have to explain it to nobody like another person that's also on their shit they recognize exactly who you're talking like they they recognize who you are they they recognizing your mannerisms they recognize it in your work ethic they recognize it in how you dress they recognize it in how you hold yourself like a professional recognizes another professional. Like it's something. There's something about somebody that's really cultivated their purpose. It's an aura that's that's shining out of them. Like we, like you're able to recognize and see that person. You're also attracted to those people. Like we're attracted to people that are pushing past resistance every day. They're inspiring to us. They're motivating to us. That's why I put out my content in order to try to inspire others. But that's also why I follow certain guys. So when I'm not feeling good, this guy's killing it. I was like yo, I need to get on there. Like I've been following a guy. I, uh, I think his name. I don't even know how he pronounced his name right. But Aston CEO. Don't know the guy. Never met him before. Just cop this course because his his content has been really valuable to me. I have no idea who he is, but I was like yo, this is a guy that thinks very similar to how I think. You know what I'm saying? This is a guy that's posting on social media four or five times a day. This is something that I want to be doing. I'm going to follow him and turn his post notifications on so that I know that when he's posting, I need to be posting too. You know what I'm saying? My boy, Token Black. Yo, Token has been going hard for years. Like, whether it comes to YouTube, Instagram, whatever. When it comes to content, Token, no matter what resources he has, he's going to knock it out. He's going to get the job done. Those are the type of people I like to surround myself with and watch watch them do their thing so that I know to stay on my take. So I know that... um so that those are those are professionals that I recognize in the industry, and there's plenty more. Super Mario, Mario, Jewels. Like I, I surround myself with some very very hard working people, because it always keeps me motivated. It always keeps me going. Like I'm watching you guys kill this shit. I gotta kill this shit too, just to even be able to hang out with you, motherfuckers. Actually, you know what? Damn, we've been talking for 27 minutes, man. So I'm actually going to cut the podcast off right here. Um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. We've got a little bit of the book left. Like I said, if y'all looking for more content outside this book, please visit me on Instagram and TikTok. We're putting out all kinds of stuff right now, man. Um, My series, I got some small business shout-outs going. I'll be putting out an offer on how you can get you one for yourself out here pretty soon. And as well as um, we got small business shout-outs coming. We've got OBS Photography coming back, and we've got the One Block Print Shop coming back, too. We're getting out some amazing embroidery deals, amazing deals across the board. We're going to help you guys, 10x t- what it is that you have going on, help you guys monetize your gifts and passion. I told you all on my goal list. I'm here to help you monetize your passion and your purpose, and I have some services that are going to help you do it, man. Shop at the One Block Shop, man. Hey, you like what I'm doing? I want to do it for you, too, man, but not for all of you. There is a price. Peace, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in for the Game for Sale podcast. If you want to schedule a call with me, man, click the link in my bio. I think I'm doing calls for like ninety nine dollars right now. That price will be going up as I, you know, as I go up. So please schedule a call now. Peace.